recent tribulations molar grinding episode of the brothers of discussion we're going to cover everything from week two of the wednesday night wars to kofi's abrupt five second end of the title reign and get you geared up for the huge wwe draft coming this weekend and then moving into monday matt it's another hot tasty spicy habanero coated week of professional wrestling how the heck are you well, uh, this is our, our second go at this, so I'll make this quicker. But um, I'm, I'm not know, we were supposed to go live, we were, brother. We were supposed to go live today, and uh, it's just the stuff that we have is not working. The connections we have are not working, but uh, we're going to get everything shored up for next week. And I know this sounds really amateur, but um, we're just... You know, we're going to keep pushing. We're going to get it figured out. And it's, it's honestly, I, I couldn't be more embarrassed uh, to be completely, you know, truthful to you, the listeners. Uh, but we're going to be better for you next week. And we're going to keep trying to make this work. Matt, we just couldn't keep, we couldn't keep pushing. Man, um, Co- Cody couldn't have said it better himself. Uh, <laughs> hashtag feedback Friday. You know what? There's oh man, some, there's some there's some uh, you know goofs and gaps on AEW, and they're getting it fixed up. And damn it, we're gonna get it fixed up because we're going live for episode 101. Um, but Matt, before we dive into some beautiful wrestling discussion, because there's a ton of content to go over this week, where can the beautiful people find us? Uh, they can find us at BOD Podcast on Twitter, and uh, it, it'll be. Brothers underscore of underscore discussion for the Instagram. But of course, if you search Brothers of Discussion, you're going to find that Instagram and you're going to find the Facebook uh, business. Why am I saying business page? The Facebook page. Because uh, we're damn we're professionals. Very, we're yeah. very happy to announce that we had a thousand followers on the Facebook Woo! page. And in the same week, so this is the week of episode 100, we did hit 300 group members, which. Uh, see uh, we're, we're above 300 anyway uh really enjoying the group discussion on there um and, and we're at three 339 so we're almost at 340 um just rolling on up and and this is this is great and i love the conversation that's going and everybody uh involved uh, we just we can't thank you enough and it, it, it would be we'd be remiss if we didn't mention anybody who's already a part of the group you are the ones that kept this going, so we got to thank you, too. Uh, but, uh, you know, welcome the new members. Let's get the conversation rolling, and uh, let's let's talk pro wrestling. Uh, hey, and hey, with that, yeah. Mike, why don't we talk a little bit of pro wrestling here on episode 100 that we're going to pretend is just a normal episode until next week where we'll, we'll do the 100-episode <laughs> celebration. But uh, we just got so far behind with getting this live video to work and it not working and the last thing we want to do is give you guys a crappy product there's there's we don't i don't know if you've ever seen ricky gervais in the tub where he's got the camera shooting up his nose yeah. and he's purposefully trying to look like a fat stooge 
But yeah. um, we we want to give you guys production uh, value, and I think Mike, you saw you saw what I built for today. This yeah. thing's gonna look great. I'm yeah. pretty proud of it. it. It's just damn it yeah, all the hell. Didn't, uh, we didn't want to psycho sit it. You know, we're live, buddy. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're trying to avoid. We don't want you know week one of uh, you know. It works on USA, but you switch to the network and it's broken. No, we're going to give you just one cohesive, great episode. And then going forward, they're all going to be live. And, um, and you'll you'll be able to find them uh, on Twitter, Facebook. And, uh, you know, that's the other thing, too. We couldn't even get the YouTube live to, to start. It's, it told us it was waiting on approval. Oh, my God. It was just from every direction. We were getting screwed on this thing. It was Everything was telling us to just wait until know, we was, get it right. It was essentially but, uh, it was a it was essentially Pac like backing out the day before the pay per view. We're like, what? Yeah, come on. Exactly. <laughs> so, right. um, what? That's a great transition. Why don't Why don't we start talking some AEW? Man, you know what? Wednesdays are easily my favorite day of the week now. Um, and I'm not just saying that because of AEW. Like, I I didn't know what to do. I just kept going back and forth uh, between AEW and NXT. But I I will say that unfortunately matt uh before we dive into the deets the dirty deets done dirt cheap of these episodes i think we're gonna have to start watching aew as it comes out because for whatever reason it's not available on hulu live like the day after yeah definitely a major bummer there shame on hulu live i i, I don't know if this is aew's fault um as far as like some contractual obligations, but it's it's, it's, it's kind gotta of a be. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's start with AEW. Um, I think one of the big things that you know people were kind of you know poo pooing about was um, you know why you know the CEOs and the CFOs of the company are getting all the victories, and I'm tired of it. I want I want some of these actual young bucks to win. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Matt, I think you did a pretty good job of that last night. Um, Private Party came out and definitely kind of had their uh, showcase for the for for the for the world. Um, unless you're really well, they in made... tune with, uh, you know, some more of the indie scene. Then <laughs> I think the the uh, brothers of discussion maybe. Um, but yeah, they they had a coming out party. Um, Damn it! I was gonna say they made their coming out party public, but. <laughs> um, too late. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the Young Bucks uh, put them over. I, I think Jim Ross maybe, I think he made it maybe a little obvious that the Bucks, you know, that the, that the upset was coming because he said, this is a number one seed, the Young Bucks. You know, it'd be a real surprise if they lost. You know, number one seed Bucks. Uh-oh. Wouldn't it be weird if they didn't win? Yeah, he's not super great anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you guys going to book it? <laughs> But yeah, um, I think their high flying stuff was really—it was really crisp. I—I uh, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like week one of um, and some of the pay per views, it kind of seemed like guys were wrestling like on eggshells, like a little nervous, like man, we better put on a good show. But it felt like week two, everything kind of just eased in, um, and there was a lot of crisp wrestling in this match. Like, um, I, I think there was maybe one goof the whole it was like a, it opened like the first 20 25 minutes of the show um really good false finishes and the false finishes meant something because of you know the young bucks being in the match you know the guys who started the company with cody um 
so yeah, really, really entertaining and really inspiring to see, okay, maybe, maybe the elite guys are not going to be the ones winning every single night. So well, I, smart I, move. I thought what they did here and, and obviously the, uh, the tail end of the show seems to still be getting most of the story, but I thought this week was, um, I thought, I thought this was more of a wrestling week. This one had, like you said, it, it had the more crisp wrestling in it. Um, but, but overall, I mean, that's, that's what you kind of got for 90% of the show until, you know, um, as, as we like to put it, another schmaz ending uh, at the end of this one. But, yeah. um, and we do have to talk about the, uh, the new faction here, but yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. There's, there's, you know, there, it's always hard to dissect a match that, um, you just thoroughly enjoyed the booking was correct uh i thought i mean what's the young bucks where are they going they're not going anywhere they (laughs) they're they're staying pat right at the top of the company um and and private party needed this so let's build up that uh uh the tag division let's build up this roster in general uh and it's it almost you know this this would have been proof that this company would have like they really are off base. They don't know what's going on if the Young Bucks won this match because uh, they've, they've been doing pretty good before that. So let, let's let's build up this roster like they did. And uh, I don't know. Like I said, it's it's tough to dissect when it's it's such a no brainer. So they they nailed they nailed the no brainer, right? Yeah. There's not a lot of uh, I think the phrase that I, I it's starting to go around is there aren't a lot of nits to pick. It's just. It was exciting. It was a, a great way to spend 20 minutes of my Wednesday night, um, and the right team went over. Um, now, what I do want to start talking, so that that's easy, right? Right. <laughs> Why is there a number one contenders match <laughs> for the world championship next week? Are, are we really meant to believe that Chris Jericho is going to lose this title next week? Uh, well, you know, every freaking match, and JR is guilty of it in the private party match. He's like, Well, I'm gonna AEW, you know, AEW wins and loves matter, and AEW wins and loves matter. Uh, Darby Allen has not won. Uh, let me check my notes here. I don't think he's won a match in AEW. Same with Jimmy Havoc. And how did these two guys somehow thrust their way to the top of the division, uh, into a number one contendership match? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, as storylines go, decisions go, this one is just, it's kind of a bummer because you really did want to see, like, what what they were saying, you know, put your money where your mouth is kind of thing. And, and this is definitely a WWE kind of misstep that we've all been complaining about for, you know, years. Uh, right. Just these... What what you said in the past do, doesn't matter. Um, how about how about even mixing in real life of of uh, the McMahon saying that we're we're making the decisions now with the WWE and damn it all the hell are we gonna have fun talking hell in a cell? But uh, <laughs> I mean those those are those are those facts right that pulled everybody away from from WWE or said you know we want all elite wrestling and is this huge? Is this pulling me away from All Elite Wrestling? No, but no. where we talked about getting those no-brainers right just a second ago, and we're going to pat them on the back, um, Mike, I'm going to move my hand a little bit lower, and they're getting a spanking, because this, <laughs> <laughs> this now, is silly. Now, listen, in a bubble, like, I 
think going in, I was, you know, like kind of lukewarm on watching this just because I don't have tons of familiarity with these two gentlemen. Yeah. Um, and they had a hell of a match. It was about 15, 20 minutes, uh, which means they had time to tell a story. They had time to get false finishes in. Um, and Darby did an incredible, uh, good God, it was like an overhead stunner that he uh, followed with his, his coffin drop where he just goes, you know, flying backwards with his arms crossed over his chest. It's a great move. In a bubble, great match. But uh, don't think these guys really are in that spot. So I think it's just kind of surprising that if we're going to keep, well, an AEW, you know, that's where the wins and losses matter. Like, well, <laughs> I mean, not really. I mean, these two, you know, rocket ship themselves to the top of the card. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be watching them lose to Jericho next week. Yes. I mean, uh, battling Chris Jericho next week. Good for Darby. Um, well, yeah, that too. Uh, you can't. That can't be ignored. We we, it's already booked, right? Cody versus Jericho. So I guess, I guess it would be a huge upset. Um, to see him go down. Upset? Yeah. But the, uh, the leader of the inner circle goes down to Darby is, Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Is that even a good move? No. Like <laughs> even that isn't a great move to have Allen win. So I, it's just top to bottom. This this is puzzling. But you also look at the roster, and um, I, I think those at least are two guys that people get excited for. So, uh, you know what this? I think that stipulation. You know what it was? It was a Wednesday Night War thing. If in a bubble they just had these two guys fight, and then next week Darby said, "You know what? I had a hell of a match last week. Give me Jericho." That would make more sense. But saying that wins and losses matter. Uh, and then these two are in a number one contendership match out of the blue. Uh, it kind of looks like what they're doing is looking over at NXT, and what they're doing is every other match is a title match, a title change, or a number one contendership match. So yeah. it kind of looked like they were trying to you know, keep Add some juice. of that. Yeah. This, I mean, in the long run, too, this could be a way to get uh, Darby Allen involved with, with Cody, MJF and dustin and the young bucks you know there, there's something to that too uh yeah. so we 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 you know I, i'm gonna give them benefit of the doubt here it was silly yeah. and it's easy to make fun of but i think i think there's an opportunity to fix this next week and and tell you know tell us why they did this and i don't mean have somebody come out and explain why it happened i mean have jericho beat up darby uh with the rest of the inner circle and have that mean darby's being added to uh you know Whichever, you know, added to the the elite side, I guess, if we want to put it that way. Um, so how about, I mean, do we want to jump into the schmaz ending? Let's jump in. Let's schmaz it up. Oh, and you know what? Before we do that, um, if, if we were going to trash AEW pretty hard last week uh, for the handling of the women's division, yes, hell of a match with Rio and Nyla Rose. Fantastic surprise ending. Title's tiny. Uh, the announcers kind of treated it like a joke. We That's what we did last week. We complained about it. It's done. Yep. I really enjoyed this tag match. I, I, I thought if this was a brand that, you know, maybe they're not nailing it on, on the wins mattering, Mike. But they did say they want to make tag team wrestling, like, relevant again. And it's not just some joke filler on the card. Um, yeah. if, if that's the truth... Uh, then this this match couldn't just be ignored. It couldn't be a, a throwaway. And I thought it was a great way to to bring out some more of the ladies uh, in, in the division and give Rio another chance to shine, which I thought she did. Uh, but you know, ultimately, Britt Baker 
pulling teeth was was a great way to kind of build her cool. character. <laughs> uh, so just yeah, it was a, it was a good mix of solid wrestling and some fun spots. It, it just giving the ladies the time that that I think they deserve. Now, can they get three or four segments like Raw and SmackDown? The roster's not big enough. And right now, you don't really have anything else to highlight but the women's champion. So I'm gonna again, I'm gonna give them benefit of the doubt on that. But I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clap, and uh, or applaud at least the announcers treating it more like a, a formidable division. But again, it, it's still, it's always gonna be tough uh, looking at that title and, and moving forward from there. But yeah, let the, uh, I, I don't know if there's too much to add. So I did eat everything up there, but. Um, we can move on to the schmaz unless you want to throw something in there. No, I mean, yeah, we got to figure out a way to get the give some of the women a microphone and uh, kind of move stories along that way because uh, you know I, I still don't really know most of their characters, um, so that's something that they they kind of punted on. So we're gonna have to punt on that discussion too because you know they're not fully fleshed out yet. Yeah, that's a good um, point. Speaking of fully fleshed out characters. Uh, one, two, three. We got four guys uh, riding the Jericho coattails in the inner circle. Sammy <laughs> um, Guevara, uh, Santana and Ortiz, uh, the tag team, and then uh, you know some people know him as uh, Jack Swagger, Mr. Jack. Is it Hager? Jack Hager? Jake. Uh, Jake. Jake, Jake Hager. Is Jack. Jack. Jake. Okay, yeah. So he's... that was my my tweet yesterday. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Jake. I know. I keep thinking of uh, what was that Disney? And the, the Incredibles. Incredibles. Yeah, the Jack Incredibles. Jack Jack. Jack Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, Jack Hager. Uh, oh, that's gonna be a good meme. Uh, yeah. So another schmaz ending. Uh, and I keep putting it that way because we're not getting like these nice clean finishes, and uh, we get ten guys run to the ring, which again, going back to like what I was just talking about with the ladies division and actually like this whole roster. I mean, you're trying to get everybody out there. You're trying to give them TV time. Uh, it's just, it's not my favorite way for that to happen. Uh, but that, you know, here we are. That's, that, that is what happened. I kind of get it. Like, yeah, it's not my favorite either. I kind of get it because we're early in the game. So we're just trying to keep everybody fresh in your mind. Like, that's why they keep saying, you know, coming up next week, uh, you know, AEW, because they're trying to be like, uh, these guys, we're paying them too. So you're going to be watching them next week. And then, oh, yeah, we have wrestling tonight. Um, so less of an emphasis about what's going to happen later tonight and more of an emphasis, emphasis about what's going to happen next week, um, which yeah. I think is, is key because I forget who some of these people are because we've watched them three times. Right. Um uh, <laughs> The one thing, Jericho is a living legend. He is so good at promo work. Uh, when the crowd tried to start the We the People chant and he just destroyed it. Uh, really great stuff. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Jack Jack couldn't have done that himself. So I'm, I'm glad Chris was there to kind of rescue him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. I, I just hope that that coattails thing is real. Um and again, it, I know it's early in the game, so you're going to kind of try to lean on, um, like you're going to lean on the Young Bucks to tell an underdog story for a new tag team, right? You're going to lean early, you know, on, on Cody to help get Dar- Darby Allen over. You're going to lean on Jericho to try and get, you know, Guevara, Santana, Ortiz, and Jack Jack over. But at some point, you know, we got to hear from these guys. Like, yeah. really hear from them. And, and- I love Jericho. I, I'm never going to turn down an opportunity to hear him speak. Um, 
you know, in a wrestling capacity. Uh, I don't want to hear any more of his weird podcasts where he's believing in aliens. Uh, but oh man, that was a crazy one. <laughs> uh, or Omaha Steaks. Uh, but anyway, basically, these four guys were Omaha Steaks of wrestling because it was just Jericho doing a promo for them. I, I have a lot of confidence in, in this, you know. Uh, yeah, it's so, it's that so they have, early. They have like, a long-term gotta, plan. So many, yeah, yeah. And that—that's where even with the the Darby Allen stuff, I feel like there's a reason for that match to happen, and it it, it revolves around the inner circle and the elite. But uh, you know, that's where we do start to complain. That's where we're not so light and and fuzzy with AEWs when we see the decisions go poorly as we'll talk about later with Hell in a oh. Cell. Oh. Uh, but, Mike, the decisions uh, in NXT <laughs> were not poopy. Uh, starting with Leo Rush become the new Cruiserweight champion, which uh, you were a huge fan of. You know, Leo just was not even not even Robin, you know, to, to Bobby Lashley's Batman. I, I, I don't know what, he wasn't Alfred. Uh, good Lord. Um Maybe he was maybe he was like an anonymous limo driver for Bruce Wayne. I, I don't know. He was nothing. And he was such a great mouthpiece. Remember he just lost matches to like uh the AJ Styles, he lost to um Finn Balor. And now he's become his own man in NXT and he's immediately thrust uh into the, the cruiserweight division as its champion. Uh, I just thought this was such a great move because he's such a great like charismatic, like I, I've been, I've been referring to him as the Kevin Hart of NXT. Yeah. Uh, not just the height, but I mean the like the uh, charisma, and it, it just feels like he's going to be so successful. Um, because you know, when you and I talk about who are the great wrestlers. It's not just those guys. You know, they can go bell to bell. I, it's nice, but you know, you got to be able to tell me a story, and I I don't think that's going to be an issue at all with Leo. Um. That guy almost got Bobby Lashley over. My God, uh, what what a what a you know jewel in the crown there to to get Bobby Lashley over. The most boring person in wrestling. Uh, so bravo to Leo. Bravo to that amazing ode to Eddie Guerrero that uh, frog splash that he ended with a handstand. My God, what an athletic human being. <laughs> uh, so I'm just I'm just inspired to watch more NXT. I'm inspired to watch more 205 Live. Great booking decision. Loved it. No, and, and and there's nothing there's nothing I can really add there. To, there's no nits. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's just more more funsies. Uh, I mean, great choice, but uh, you know, if there's something, I guess if there's something to to kind of look at is, you know, this is another championship match on NXT, uh, and and it's fine. It's episode two. You know, yeah, pull out all the stops. Uh, but it's just. You can't you can't keep doing this. You know we don't want to have Drew Gulak winning the title back in two weeks. Uh, that's right. just kind of right. going to bring the title back down. But um, you know let let's give an opportunity here to build the 205 uh, live t- 205 title the cruiserweight title. Jesus title. Uh, and you know having the show on USA gives you an opportunity to highlight all these different superstars. And we yeah. know as much as the the roster's tiny with AEW. Oh lordy, is it massive with the WWE? And uh, this this is a great, and this is why I could never complain about it because it goes with everything I ever want from the WWE. Great utilization 
of their assets. Uh, and, and, and of course, to have the match uh, bring the house down. Yes. No better way to, no better way to use those assets. Um, but, Mike, you thought another match actually was bringing the house down. I think that's why I thought of it, because I'm reading the notes. While... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Mike, you wanted to give that uh, to Kushida and Walter. I'm a huge Walter Mark. Uh, I've loved him since they, he first came into the... Jeez, uh, Pete. Because uh, his entrance song is is what they built the Jaws theme out of. Um, and then he's got yeah, great... Jupiter 13 or whatever. Yep. Yeah, go um, ahead. He, uh, uh, like, he's got the big slaps, uh, the knife edge chops, he's got the the drop kicks, but he, he just looks like a big Steve Hansen, you know, beef ball uh, who's just <laughs> there to destroy people. Now um, I'm just hungry. Yeah, and up until now, Kushida, I don't think they put him in a super enviable spot. Like, he, he had to come out, basically cut zero promos, uh, vaguely look like Marty McFly, I guess. Um <laughs> And they just said, go get him, kid. You know, people like uh, Back to the Future, so now you're the Back to the Future guy, kind of. Um, <laughs> I like kind of. <laughs> and I, I think that this match just really sold Kushida as, like, a mega talent on the NXT roster. Uh, you know, so much of getting somebody over... Crushita? Oh! <laughs> Or maybe, do you have a Crushita on Kushita now? Yes, I do. I was thinking Crush, like the Crusher, um, yeah. which wasn't that, it was Connor the Crusher, so I probably should. Yeah, Connor's already got not, that one. That's yeah. not, that doesn't fit our brand uh, to bring that up. But um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I, I don't know why. <laughs> well, let me just say, on the same yeah. night, we also got Roddy Strong versus Swerve. Uh, and Roddy Strong is one of those guys who could have a great match with one of us. Um, and I just, it met, you know, when you go to like a, like a football game, uh, I think they started doing it in the NBA too, but they have like a noise meter. So de- like, de- uh, like the yeah. applause meter and then it will go up depending on how much noise the crowd is making. I would love, I don't know who's going to volunteer to be the victim, but I would love to see a noise meter competition between Roddy Strong and Walter doing knife edge chops. Oh my God. I don't know if they're just gonna slap each other, but it just sounds—it sounds like a wal like a walrus doing a belly flop, like into the water, just a sl- just a thunderous slap from both of these guys. Uh, and both of them did not disappoint. Kushida's chest was destroyed. Swerve will probably have a, a probably a swerve concave chest going forward the rest of his life. Uh, <laughs> Roddy absolutely annihilated him. Um, but Matt, your your take on uh, a, a noise meter for knife edge chop? Um, should I cackle? Is that? <laughs> yeah, just I just need a pop ski out of that because um, I think it's a well. Great here's idea. what I so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull back the curtain on the production of, of Brothers of Discussion, but now we're recording on Skype, so I don't have to stand in front of my laptop. So I I did actually go. But I had myself on mute because I was going to grab a beer. And I can, <laughs> I can walk around the house now because we record on Skype over our, on our phones. What a treat. <laughs> so I'm actually in my, in my garage just going, <laughs> but I had myself on mute so you guys didn't have to hear me opening up doors and stuff like that. Um, but uh, obviously, I, I, I would love 
uh, noise meter uh, for those knife edge chops. If not that, then maybe like there has to be something like a black light or something that can measure or, or help us Ooh, see better. Oh, like the busted like those... capillaries. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Exactly. Let's let's get in there and see what's going on uh, because those are the things that scare me. Uh, I can clap really loud, but um, I don't burst my hand open with blood. <laughs> I actually do that, though. Like, I go to sporting remember, events, I clap too hard, my hands start bleeding. Remember we used to, like, leave Tigers games, and we just have red marks going down yeah. our forearms? Yeah. yeah, maybe we could be the next Roddy Strong. Woo! You know, I think we have, like, the clink hand, the palm yeah. is, like, kind of chubby. So it's, <laughs> you kind of... It's good at making that good walrus slap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Like if a walrus is jumping rope. I'm I'm, uh, uh... (laughs) I'm a... Well, it's just slapping down on his belly. (laughs) So you can roast, you can shame, fat shame animals. Don't do it to people. Uh... (laughs) 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 What a a statement here on Brothers of Discussion. What a hot Oh, yeah. Um, you want to talk that, about your like, girlfriend? Uh, no. So, uh, we had a couple other things, Matt, in NXT, real oh, quick. Oh, I met Rhea. Rhea Ripley. Oh, I thought, okay. That's, Jesus. Well, I, I wish. <laughs> I mean. What we're talking oh, my about, God. Where did you yeah. think I was going with that? I don't know, Matt. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know what kind of war we were about to have. We were about Mike, to have a Thursday if- night war. If you had said you want to talk about your boyfriend, I would have started a conversation on where Drew McIntyre is. So, <laughs> the fact, uh, I don't know. Okay, well, yeah, I think Rhea that's Ripley. the problem. I think you should have said my future wife, and then I would have known you're talking about Rhea Ripley. There wouldn't oh. have been any confusion. Uh, I gotcha. Because me and Drew would just be like a quick. Girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> This is a real affair with Rhea. Quick, howdy do. She, get to she's know already favorited. Uh, I think one one tweet of mine of the sixty five that I've tagged her in. So that's a pretty good ratio, I think. Yeah. Uh, for a steady, long term relationship. Uh, Rhea did a great new move. I don't know if we've ever seen it in the history of wrestling before. She turned Aaliyah essentially into a rickshaw device. Uh, and I think it was kind of a, a kind of a Figure four, uh, vertical crab? I, I don't know what you call it. She <laughs> helicoptered her, and it made me think of Badger uh Breaking Bad. Helicopter, bitch! And then she just smacked her down into the mat, <laughs> and then continued to make her submit, uh, and I have never been more excited in my whole life. Rhea needs to be our NXT Women's Champion, nay, the NXT men's champion as well, because I don't know who can hold a candle to this incredible specimen of human being. No, and she and she better be uh, facing Shayna Baszler. I, I just her her clapbacks at Bianca Belair uh, last night were fantastic. Uh, yes. Bianca saying that you know <laughs> it's her time. <laughs> I no. uh, I thought undefeated was getting a little ridiculous now. If she's got she's gotten to that point in like um, dissecting something comedically where you've just done it so many times and you've stuck to it. Just the commitment now, yeah. the undefeated thing is funny, but <clears throat> nothing now will compare to her talking about how her time is now. Uh, 
and and Rhea's clapback was, "You had it. You failed. My turn." And I just <laughs> that's not verbatim, but that's that's where Rhea was coming from. And when I read what Bianca was saying, that I mean, that was my reaction too. I was like, "All right, you know what? You are definitely improving, but for storyline, like let, let's stop. Let's stop just going. Well, maybe it'll look good this time. Let's, let's just." Give Rhea the, ch- the shot. Um, yeah. I don't want to see her lose. I, but I, I am... I, I at least... When we go into this, I won't have that initial, like, okay, the next person to lose to Shayna. I think Rhea has it. Right? Yeah. This, this, is, this is the person that can take it away. I don't think it's one of those things where we're going to start the conversation like, oh, then Shayna Baszler's going up so we can do the four horsewomen, blah, 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 blah. I still think Shayna's going to get a rematch. She might win the title back. I think the conversation of people getting called up is completely different now. Um, but when it comes to, yeah, just, I guess, summing up everything that happened with Rhea last night, I think it was all exciting because I really do see this as finally, and I'm, I'm clapping silently like I'm doing the clap back. I see Rhea getting to the title and winning it. And there's that. I, uh... I don't think we've felt this confident about a contender. Uh, nope. I think maybe since Ember Moon was, you know, pushed as hard as she was, it's been that long. Uh, yep. And I love Kyrie Sane. I have the freaking t-shirt. I just, I didn't think that she was a, a like a fitting person to dethrone Shayna. But I think Rhea, this yeah. is it. I think Rhea lost that UK title because the execs kind of looked at each other and said, wow, we, I don't think we knew what we had. Uh, we need to get her to NXT and let her run the show over there. Um, like she is as much as she is the first contender, um, in a while to beat Shayna. Like just to compare it is how easy it was to book the hell in a cell main event. Um, but moving on, Woo! uh, we also had, can I throw out one more? <laughs> A really big yeah. compliment for her. Yeah, I think of uh, I think the see as, as far as her age and how good she is. I think that when they say when God designed a pro wrestler, he made Randy Orton. I think that's what Rhea is for the women's division. Um, I don't know. I think she could beat the shit out of Randy Orton. Uh, <laughs> I think just <laughs> flat out. I think Randy would agree. But yeah, I just, just mean flat that, out pro wrestler. Of, that kind of hyperbole where it's just like she's got the look, the voice, the moveset, um, the ferocity. Like, do you know, did you ever see young Rhea where they wanted her to almost be like a colorful Bailey character? Yeah. Like, she looks so comfortable in this skin, like in this character. It's it's uncanny. It's unbelievable. You know what uh, I'd like to see? A mixed tag team of Rhea and Drew McIntyre. And have that result in them oh, making man. babies because I'd love to see yes. those babies. Like instead um, of Lana and Lashley, I want Rhea and Mac tonight. <laughs> you just want them both at your place tonight. I just want to watch. Just let me watch. <laughs> uh, that's so messed up. Yep. We're never gonna get an interview. All right. No, man. <laughs> there's three other things that um, we want to try and hit real quick because we're already we're really good at dragging these episodes out. Um, I think best short promo. All right, I'm going to give you three. Tommaso saying, Daddy's home. <laughs> I, that might win just because I can't say it and not laugh. 
uh, Velveteen Dream uh, getting to work on Photoshop uh, and saying to Freddie Strong, you don't measure up because he's got a little pee-pee thanks to Photoshop. Yeah. Um, and then as far, I, they're not the same, but they're all just things that were big moments on NXT. Uh, it was Jackson Riker walking out with essentially two corpses and laying them at the feet of Bree Zango and saying, you're next. I want you to pick about, what, which one stood out for you out of those three. Because that, that Jackson Riker moment, I was, well, like, I look, I went on Twitter, and people were like, wow, it's Jackson Riker. They're building him up. And I'm like, come on, man. They've been trying to do that for <laughs> forever. They're on the, he's on the Forgotten Sons. And then I turned it on. I was like, oh, my God. He just robbed a grave. That's, that's <laughs> disgusting. Well, he so, Jackson Riker just needs to... Create, he needs to join this new faction on uh, SmackDown of Eric Rowan and Luke Harper because three of them could just bug eye their opponent to death, and I, I would be, I would be pretty stoked watching that. Yeah, um, that would be cool. But, yeah. Uh, fun little story, Mike. When it comes to, I don't know. Let's say which one affected my life the most. Yeah. Um, how about you sending me that picture of Roddy Strong? <laughs> And me being at work today and opening up my phone to converse with you. Yeah. Woo! How about uh, how about me having a big old nude Roddy? Oh, I'm going to say uh, erection. Just like how about how about me walking into work with a big old erection from that picture, Mike? Thanks a lot. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I sent it to you contextually to see how we could get the, the BOD logo to help out Roddy and protect him. Because <laughs> um, he measures up in our book. So, Matt. No, I like I like how you gave me that assignment where you're like, how can we do this? So I just told you how <laughs> instead of doing it. You know what? I tried to Walter White and uh, Jesse you. <laughs> Jesse, how do we Photoshop this? Yo, shut up, bitch. I'll do it. <laughs> um, Magnets. That's what I should have told you. Magnus, bitch. Yeah. Uh, that's way too many bitches in this episode. All right. So, Matt, you're saying Velveteen. I, you know, I went with Riker, but honestly, it's Tommaso. Daddy's home is... He cut a promo with two words, and it was the most interesting thing of... Almost, almost the most interesting thing of the week. So, Matt, what we're going to do every week, uh, the Wednesday Night Wars... Oh, man. I wanted to do this transition. What was for you... Hot tag. What was a better show? Mike, we're doing a flip-flop. A flippity-flop this week. Flippity Last flop. week, I said AEW is the better show. NXT yeah. put on the better pro wrestling event. Ooh. Uh, this week, we got some good promos. We got some juicy wrestling matches. We had some matches that didn't have to involve Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole, and they were freaking great. So I'm going NXT. It was the better show this week. Better show for macho, me. Macho uh, you had Rhea Ripley uh, creating a human rickshaw. You had Jackson Riker robbing graves. Uh, you had Daddy's Home. You had Leo Rush uh, owning the first 20 minutes. You had Kushida winning me over. Met NXT in a landslide. And I really liked AEW, but man, I, I yeah. really liked this episode of NXT. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> you, know, you know what AEW felt like? It felt like episode two of AEW. I, and I hope that speaks volumes because there's a lot of episodes to come, but they're they're definitely 
creating like uh and i said this last week it feels like episodic television uh yeah. where nxt now what they did two weeks in a row was focus on how to book this great night like it doesn't feel like nxt episode two it felt like another let's book the hell out of this and you know what they have the roster to do it they have other guys that could still show up later I'm not yeah. going to be surprised when Samoa Joe comes down after his injury. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you could you could do a best of down in NXT, and that would be, man, that would be amazing. Could you imagine if they just decided to do, you know what, we're going to do an NXT King of the Ring, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Nakamura, like just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, you guys all go down there. <laughs> And that had to go up against, you know, AEW. I mean, I think we all know what we'd pick based on the last couple weeks of AEW. It's not bad. It's not a bad show. But um, I think we have a better connection with the wrestlers in NXT. So, yeah, it's just more fun to watch right now. That's true. Um, So it's going to take a little time for AEW to really, I think, get a dominating victory. Uh, Don't come to me with Nielsen ratings. Again, I don't give up. Fuck about that. Um, it's such it a 1994. Yeah, it's like cares. a Marvel DC like. Oh well, Marvel made all this money, so it must be better. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I, I mean, think you know, it's right like now saying, in well, the entertainment the industry. I, I sold more Marvels than DCs. Yeah, but did you go online? Did you see how many people downloaded and subscribed and stuff like that? Like that's it's such a dated way to think. It's it's terrible. Well. Plus, we're in this realm now where everything's being built to uh, appease certain countries so that we can go abroad and make Ooh. even more money. Man, so, you're going to lose our Chinese audience. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys are fans of South Park, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, Mike, suggested improvements. I, I'll Ooh. jump in first and just say everything seems to be moving pretty good. Can I not get a schmoz ending? For episode three of AEW and uh, for NXT, I I just I think I have to wait until I actually see a bad show, and we haven't yet. And 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 I'm not AEW again. AEW is not a bad show. I just if we're gonna sit here and suggest something like based on what we saw on NXT the last two weeks, what am I gonna say? I well, you know what? I think that um, as far as improvements. Uh, I would just use this episode of NXT as a blueprint going forward because I, I don't need, and I know I had Leo Rush becoming cruiserweight champion, but eh. let's see yeah, if we can. No. I mean, see if we can try to do a show without you know a champion, a new champion being crowned, <laughs> um, or even a title match. You know, like just have you know just a week of wrestling. Um, and for AEW, I, I think that what they just need to do is. Try to not end in a schmaz, like you said, and try to be patient. Yeah. Um, you know like, what? Because there was ahead. there was some you know a couple instances where, uh, um, you know, like we talked about Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc, which in a bubble was a great match, but it was something that um, did they really earn the number one contendership? Uh, pretty questionable, I think. So I think just don't look over, don't. You know, don't look over at the other side of the fence and be like, oh, man, we got to start getting some number of contenderships and title, title matches and 
It's like, no, it's okay. Just be patient. I think, I think that's the strength of the show is just kind of letting it marinate because I, I, you know, people love listening to Cody promos. They, they loved uh, the tag team matches. Um, it's, it's going to be fine. I think just, you know, let this tournament kind of marinate with the, with the tag tag division. Um, you know, let those wins and losses accumulate before we're, you know, we're already thrusting people into title matches. I think just be patient. That's what I would do. Um, so I think that, I, I don't think I have any other final words, but um, yeah, yeah, just I think, I, uh, I'm excited to tune in again next Wednesday and I'm pumped that it's my turn to watch AEW because then um, <laughs> I can actually watch both with this stupid Hulu availability. <laughs> Well, yeah, let's uh what I what I'm excited to do is get into our next subject because if we don't start talking about it now, I we might go 2 hours. So Let's get in. Yep. Mike. I I've listened to other shows. I've heard people's opinions on like what the story could possibly be and I just it's not the issue. And let's let's just say I'm talking about the fiend. I'm talking about the hundred curb stumps. I'm talking about the mandible claw that caused blood to spew out of Seth Rollins' mouth. It doesn't. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Does he does he have some sort of like oral disease? Uh, I I don't know what happened there. Was... He grabbed a couple. Yeah, he grabbed a couple teeth. Maybe I don't know. Um, does he have gingivitis? Is that the new thing going forward? I don't know. Um, <laughs> like. So I just to put my capper and then I'll I'm I'm sorry and then I'll throw it to you, yeah. um, like you could sit there and say whatever you want about what the story's going to be and we'll we'll probably get into this, Mike. But the the stories that people are saying are there. Those are not deep stories. Those are on the page. Those are being thrown right in your face to say that he's pushing Seth to the limit and now he's heel. That's not right. a hidden like layered story that's right there we all saw that happen that's not a secret like oh you know guys you know what i think it is i think seth rollins when uh he grabbed the toolbox that that was him just saying like enough's enough you know and if you don't like the match i just think you don't understand that and and i got into arguments on twitter so i'm not i don't you know go find the twitter account go to at bod podcast you can find the argument I, I got I got pretty furious, um, but let let's talk about like why the fiend is in this match, and it's because the fans have gone absolutely apeshit for the fiend. We love the fiend, so yep. if you are are one of these people that thinks you know what, screw the fans and how they reacted, screw the fans that chanted AEW, screw the fans that chanted refund, they were the fans that put the fiend in this match so why the fudge is he put into this match only to be and forget what the ending was mike what we had to watch was the fiend get destroyed for what felt like forever and it was not a creative choice it was a well what do we do to make sure these two guys stay where they're at and that's not a good way to book a wrestling show. Maybe I'm old-fashioned. I don't think so. I think I'm a storyteller that likes a good story. I thought, I mean, you know what? Let me just, I'll, I'll stop there because I know you're probably <laughs> ready to jump. Champing at the bit. 
Yeah. Um, I'm so also I, champing at the bit. Um, <laughs> I'll just say you're not you're not smart for realizing that this was Seth Rollins pushing this to the limit, and WWE is not smart by having an entire stadium sit what 10 minutes after the show ended chanting for refunds chanting aew during their show yeah yeah i'm sure that's exactly what they want to have happen all of you genius fans out there that think you you crack the case you you crack the code that is not what any company wants i think that go yeah take you if you believe that um then you're one of those people who thinks that wwe had the foresight when they uh very early in the you know 13 and 14 Royal Rumbles eliminated Daniel Bryan and then said, you know, it'd be a great idea. Let's bury him completely. Uh, We'll give him no momentum at all. And then like a Phoenix, he'll just show up at WrestleMania and win two apology matches. Like, no, they they didn't know that. They didn't have the foresight that we're going to get so mad that we're just going to just fucking boo and turn on the show itself. No, uh, Matt, the fiend was the easiest thing in the world to book. Um, God, where do you even want to start? I mean, like, if you're going to be in an extreme match, right, a Hell in a Cell match, there's no excuse for it to end in a DQ or, you know, he's unable to continue. Like, it's a Hell in a Cell match where we've seen... (laughs) We saw Becky and Sasha arguably put themselves through more painful spots. Uh, We've seen people, you know, go flying off the top of it on multiple occasions or... Nearly die by falling How? through the cell. Did Did you see? Uh, just to throw this in there, did you see X Pac at the during the watch along? Oh, was, uh, I I I only no. Just what did I miss? Because I, I saw that he was upset about it. it I'll, I'll like do the yeah. I'll do an impression here. Yeah, it's just the match is ending, and they're all kind of doing like their their kayfabe, like oh my god. Yeah, and then there's a DQ. And X-Pac goes, you know what? You guys aren't going to invite me to another one of these. And this is verbatim. <laughs> you guys aren't going to invite me to another one of these. But how the hell does a Hell in a Cell match end in a DQ? And then you've got five <laughs> other people sitting around X-Pac trying to be like, I don't know. Was it a DQ? I don't think it was. And he, yeah. They just called a DQ. <laughs> like, <laughs> The fury uh, from X-Pac should be enough for all of you who are yeah. so smart, so much smarter than us, uh, to, to crack the code on this story. Um, yeah. how, about, how about the guy that you guys probably all love was watching this going, what the hell is this hog shit? Right. <laughs> but continue. I just want to, no, that was to, no, to add to that. your point. No, I'm glad you said that. Um... Because, I mean, in addition to being an extreme match, it should not end because something extreme happened. Uh, You know, (laughs) Michael Phelps swimming in a swimming match doesn't end because there's water. Right. Uh, We're we're expecting that because he jumped into a pool. Um, (laughs) In addition, in the extreme match with The Fiend, who is the most extreme wrestler we've ever seen, he carries a lamp made out of a human head. He shouldn't be out-extremed by Seth Rollins. That's inexcusable. (laughs) And don't try to tell me that he's turning Seth Rollins' heel. That is... 
it's not an issue where I need, like, I'm too dumb that I, I need everything explained <laughs> to me. But if you're going to do a story, you can't just have this selective perception where you get to just make up however the, the puzzle pieces lie and come to your own conclusions. It's like reading a book. There, there's the literal sentences in the book that didn't take place. So you, you can't just make up what happened. There's no narrative of, you know, this, this escalation of, of Seth turning heel. The story being told was that the Fiend is a monster and you need to go to greater and greater and greater lengths to defeat him. And ultimately, he was defeated because even though the Fiend brought a hammer into the match, Seth's hammer is bad. <laughs> fiend hammer good, Seth hammer bad. So one swing of bad hammer and the match was over. So... Another clue is to the poor, unthought-out booking. <laughs> so to all have, I had to yeah, do, to have that I, hammer. Do, let me let me ask you maybe the toughest question in all this. Who, whose idea was it? And I don't mean writer. I mean storyline-wise. Whose idea was it to make this a championship match? I man, that was a hard question. I have no uh, idea. Do you know? I don't. I, I mean, if this is Bray Wyatt's idea, then it's stupid. Because then why did you even do this? If your if your whole secret plan was to take a massive beating and then not really win the title. Well, uh, I will say this at least uh, on Twitter a couple months ago, because I have seen this online that people have said the Fiend didn't even want to win the title. Um, <clears throat> let me get. Let me just make sure. <clears throat> Maybe uh, I'll take a swig of beer. <clears throat> Mm-mm-mm. All right, Mike, can you hear me? Yep. Uh, it was Bray Wyatt that tweeted out to Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins, whoever wins this match, universal title match, I'm coming after you next. That sounds like Bray Wyatt challenging the universal uh, champion to be, uh, to me. I, right. I don't know how you want to take it, uh, but it doesn't sound like his plan was to turn Seth Rollins heel because I, I don't know why I just <laughs> wait what comedian did I just turn into right there I don't maybe maybe a little bit of Martin Short I I don't know <laughs> wow really uh, it, I'm patting myself on the back there. yeah yeah because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it could have been Braun Strowman so what are we talking about here if, if are we forget? So is the idea here that Twitter doesn't matter? Do we forget certain parts so that your story adds up? Please, somebody explain it. Because, Mike, when I watched Game of Thrones and I watched The Red Wedding, the right. results of that Red Wedding were because of decisions that Rob Stark made earlier in the season that people warned him about making. And did we know that The Red Wedding was going to go to that length? And, of course, I could talk about reading the books, but <laughs> Matt doesn't read. No. But uh, when we're talking about the TV show, same exact thing happened. Mike, they planted the seeds that something was going to happen. There was no planting of the seed that Bray Wyatt's plan all along was to turn him heel. Because even in leading up to that week, we watched a promo of a Ramblin' Rabbit getting beat up by um what's the buzzard uh oh mercy yeah so wouldn't he have like done some magic trick to turn him into an evil rambling rabbit 
not be a fan of Seth Rollins? Wouldn't that be the choice that was made to hint that this was the plan? Maybe? I want to no. say that I, I pulled that Mercy the Buzzard really quick. I, I really <laughs> know these puppets too well. You do. Uh, you do. <laughs> but, I'll um, give you that. It just, can WWE find a way to kind of like, you know, cartoonishly, you know, get the get the bongo drums, like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon and backpedal and be like, whoa, well, I was trying to make you heal the whole time. I was trying to make you heal the whole time. <laughs> now I'm turning into Season Zari. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a way they can do that, but it just, it doesn't make sense for the, the Fiend is the revenge tour for Bray Wyatt. He's the revenge tour. Kane. Uh, you know, Rollins, Braun. Uh, 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 everybody on his list that he's come back and attacked. Uh, you know, arguably Balor, because he wasn't, you know, Bray never wins feuds. So this was his revenge tour. This is the most extreme version of me. Um, we're doing this character where we look at, um, you know, all these puppets are manifestations of his past. And the fiend is the future. It's the victorious strongest version of him so his elaborate plan was to create the most powerful version of himself uh request a title match wait for that to follow through see that rollins wins torture rollins week after week dominate rollins for week after week and then get into a title match with him in a hell in a cell an argument you know the most violent match WWE has and then eat all this Seth Rollins offense so that he can trick Seth Rollins into turning heel so that he'll be easier to defeat than he was when he was already kicking his ass week after week after week after week to become champion it just (laughs) there's way too many leaps so don't ever come to Brothers of Discussion and say that this was the plan all along, because that's that's trash. That's that's you blindly <laughs> following WWE writing, and they did a bad, they did a bad job. This is a bad, bad job. Yes. That Matt, should be one of our drops we... once we go to the, the <laughs> live show. <laughs> um, so Matt, this was an uh, it was an F. This was a failure. I think it brought yeah, down I mean, all it... of Hell in a Cell. It, it brought down how I feel about WWE. It makes me feel less about uh, how, how I feel about Rollins, how I feel about The Fiend. Uh, it, it just feels like now, now, now when he wins, it's going to be an apology, and it's not going to feel as fulfilling. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, that is 100% correct, because that... Like... I think the last thing I want to say, and then I want to move on to something fun like the we, Kabuki we Warriors. We have to. We have to. Yeah. But if, guys, like the last plea I'll make, if you thought this was all planned out, if you thought this was the way it was supposed to go, why didn't the plan continue on Monday? <laughs> why Matt wasn't was a, there something that... Your name, your name may be Matt, but that was a mic drop. <laughs> Why did we completely ignore the fact that that match happened? Matt, that it's was, because that's, it. that's the final it, thought. We're not going to top that. Just okay. that's it. That was beautiful. Right. 
Why didn't you show up on Monday? Boom. You're ready to move on. <laughs> yeah, let's talk Kabuki yeah. Warriors. Oh my god, we're at an hour. We can't talk Kabuki Warriors. We gotta talk the draft happening tomorrow. Alright, we'll sprint through All this right. stuff. Man, wait, our wait, boxers wait. are still relevant. Let, what the hell is this Cain Velasquez and Tyson Fury? Isn't it just Dominic Ray's son grown up? <laughs> um Was there a veritable huh? Well, wait, Who's that? Kane Kane is our MMA representative the new one and then tyson fury is this boxer that apparently is a champion that i've never heard of um we and then wrestling why do they think we know who the fuck yeah. these guys are <laughs> Man, if i, I wanted say, real fight either of these storylines matter to you <laughs> no and they're both gonna come to fruition at the the pay-per-view i'm not gonna watch <laughs> Uh, but uh, Crown man, Jewel uh, coming up. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, Could you feeling... imagine a worse way to spend your Halloween? Yuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> feelings I just on... my pants. <laughs> man, feelings on Kofi's six-month reign as WWE champion. He's He's been in this company for, what, 12, 12 years? Uh, well, comes to a screeching halt in a five-second uh, what's, I almost called it an attitude adjustment. A five-second F5 match. Uh, you get squashed. Matt, you got you got 60 seconds for your feelings. Go. I have been pushing for another member of the New Day to be champion, and I think this just makes it that much easier uh, for Big E to finally show up, take down, possibly take down Brock. But either way, I think this is going to help put uh, the New Day in, into a better spotlight. Um for uh for the individuals not not for the team well probably not kofi but um <laughs> the best thing kofi can get out of any of this is a rematch where he lasts 60 seconds um he lasts as long as i get to explain this but mike all of this is just more proof that i mean there there's so there's such a far disconnect between what we want to see and what we're getting on yeah. these main event shows um and if you can't see that you really are just forcing the blinders on uh, for what I don't I don't know why. I don't know why you would make the argument that Tyson Fury, Kane Velasquez and Brock Lesnar squashing Kofi and then sprinting away from the ring to run away from a guy that we just met. I, come on. Those, those are three bogus decisions right there. And that's that. Yeah, um, I'm going to take my 60-second rebuttal here. Uh, just want to thank the people for coming to the debate. Uh, I think the one positive about it is that if you are going to write Kofi off the map and just Thanos snap him into existence, out of existence, uh, you needed to find some way to immediately give Brock something else to do, which that's a success, but man, they did Kofi dirty. They did him dirty. Um, if you thought the fiend got fucked, I hope you turned on Fox for a double fucking. Um, <laughs> he did him dirty. Uh, Matt, let's close out the Ron Smackdown stuff here uh, with this Bobby Lashley and Lana storyline that is not oh over. My God. It is in week two. Uh, and let me ask you this, Matt. Hot tag. What is the most surprising, I guess, character presence in this storyline? And I'm going to I'm going to list five names because I'm not sure if everybody realizes that there's five people involved in this storyline. Ready? Most surprising uh, character engagement. All right. You're going to hear Matt's answer. Here are his options. Bobby Lashley. Self-explanatory. Lana. Self-explanatory. Rusev. 
self-explanatory. Matt, Baron Corbin and Randy Orton. Uh, can I just be upset that this, uh, the, the night after Hell in a Cell is what opened Monday Night Raw? Again, <laughs> pushing the narrative that the WWE has no idea what I want out of my pro wrestling. Um, give, me, give me the Wednesday Night Wars. Give me this beauty where I can't decide which show's better between yeah. NXT and AEW. Because yeah, I, miss those. This, I miss those feelings. This hog shit of the Lana stuff. Uh, We're getting really blue at the end of this show, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, it's, it's getting to be goddamn ridiculous. And I, you know what? What sucks, too, is I was watching that SmackDown last week, and I was like, wow, this is a real spectacle. This is like watching WrestleMania, but yeah. it's Friday night. And just the way it ended, just, oh, my God. And then it just was, it was just a big ball of shit just rolling downhill, getting bigger and bigger. It was classic <laughs> WWE overbooking. Um, I'm going to say most surprising is Randy Orton. Why is he? What? What is he even doing in this in this storyline? He's just laughing. He's just there to get beat up by. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's Bulk and Skull. That's... <laughs> just, like, Cor- Corbin, this is a great spot for him. I, I, no. like him, him being on the side, kind of laughing. Okay, but what what is Randy doing anyway, Matt? Here's the problem. People <laughs> are what they want is what WWE wants is. Oh man, what a tragic figure Rusev is. His wife's cheating on him. I think that people are rooting for Rusev the man. Like, they're like, oh, man, this is what they're doing to Rusev Day? This is all they could think of is to, again, make he and his wife a storyline. Yeah. Like, we already remember, did this with Dolph Ziggler. Do you remember how excited we all were? When he came <laughs> out with that cool mustache? Yeah. I mean, yeah. how about... How about the fact that this is the exact same story? Like, or, okay, not the exact same, but uh, Maria and Mike Canella. Like, what what the hell is... Uh, are, are we giving Paul Heyman's credit still for booking Raw? Because this is hot garbage. And to, and to think that there's two different active storylines of a significant other cheating yeah. on the other? I, I What? What are we talking... What are we watching? Yes, we fully admit we love the soap opera elements, and and it's a soap opera that ends with with fisticuffs. But that's just lazy. I mean, even a soap opera isn't going to have back to back cheating stories. Um, yeah, especially with uh, you know how often WWE's patting themselves on the back for the the women's you know evolution revolution, and you know you just have Lana and Maria are just two sex pawns. Yeah, someone someone explained to me the the storyline I'm missing there because that's the conversation I want to have. That's <laughs> where oh well, you know Rusev is just he's been struggling uh, to actually get into the main event. So uh, when you see that Bobby Lashley is actually having his way with with Rusev's wife, it's actually just uh, Rusev trying to deal with his own masculinity and and can he overcome like. If somebody started tweeting that at me, I, I'd like kind of sit down and lean forward and, and you know, I'd, I'd, I'd ask questions, I'd have follow-ups. I wouldn't just laugh in their face and go, think, yeah, we know. <laughs> uh, Matt, the only way this pays off is Lana left Rusev for a black man. I think Rusev needs to get revenge with his own black man and Velveteen Dream gets the call-up. 
Oh my god, that would be amazing. He unveils himself under a purple sheet, and he and Rusev make out. And it is the greatest moment in WWE history. <laughs> and then Paul Heyman gets fired the next day, laughing he gets his way fired. out of the AEW. He gets fired the next segment. Uh, <laughs> man. It'll be, yeah, it'll be like um, and at the end of WCW with, uh, what's his name, coming out. You know, oh, that's so? not Hulk Hogan. That's the problem with Paul Hogan. All right, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Let's do uh, let's do your draft uh, preview here. And I'm so here. sorry about the show getting blue, but it's there's a lot of emotion uh, with these segments. Uh, yeah, we got the big draft coming up, Matt. Um, huge! It's gonna start on SmackDown, which I I really applaud WWE for doing. Um, I know they're kind of you know here you go Fox, we'll get some people watching your show, uh, but it also means me I, after what happened on last Friday. Um, I, I need I need a I need a real reason to watch SmackDown. Like it, it's the end of the week, um, just fatigued from watching wrestling. This is a good way to kind of get me in front of the TV. Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna I have a list together, but you know if you want to, you know, uh, kind of throw some guys in there. But as far as the draft goes, I want to say top five wrestlers who would benefit from being drafted up high because uh, they they need that rub. Maybe they haven't quite. Um. Uh, like they haven't had their big moment yet, so maybe this draft is some somewhere we can do that. Matt, I want to maybe throw some names at you, see what you think. I had it number five because the uh, the dirt sheets have them coming in. Is John Morrison? Um, it's confirmed he's going to be in WWE. Is this a guy that you see getting drafted on Friday? Um, I don't know. Maybe I just I don't know if he does anything for what the I mean, obviously what Fox wants to see out of this pro wrestling audience, they want to see combat sports get involved and bring in this sporty feel. I yeah. think John Morrison is a sports entertainer, hands down. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't know if that I, I feel like he's more of the throw over to Raw, have him fight Seth Rollins because they're similar. Uh, I definitely don't think he's main eventing against Brock Lesnar. So I. I guess, I guess, yeah, because Raw will be drafting too, so I'm being kind of stupid with that uh, logic there. But um, what stinks is that you threw in Edge, and that's what I was going to say would would happen. Um, that this is this is where these millions are being thrown at, are, are at the likes of Edge and Mike. I don't know if you caught the interview a week or two ago. Uh oh. But there's some bitch that lives down in Texas that says he's ready to come back. No. And uh, I think he knows that Fox has a ton of money. I think he knows Fox would love the ratings to get a huge boost. Oh, and, no. Uh, Are you Mike, talking about the rattlesnake? The rattlesnake. <laughs> ready to come back. So here's what, here's what nausea could you Because I could yeah. see Edge or Stone Cold getting drafted just to fight in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Ugh. No, I, you nailed it. Um, but, I mean, that's, like, if you, all right, so open the draft, right? Um, maybe not maybe not the open of the draft, but, like, the end of the night, uh, first night on SmackDown. SmackDown's making their last pick. And I don't, you know, we don't know how this is going to play out. I hope it's just two hours of the two brands walking up and making picks. No matches. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, then then that last pick being 
you get to hear the uh, the glass break and Stone Cold comes out. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I kind of gave it away too early, and that would have been a more fun way to talk about it. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good choice. Moving on. Um, well, just real quick, the the story <laughs> is that Edge was flown out to see uh, that Joseph Maroon. Yeah, uh, he's their neurosurgeon, <laughs> the guy who was there for you know Daniel Bryan and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I had Mandy Rose and Sonya because they don't win ever. Uh, they don't, they don't win singles. They don't win tag titles. Uh, I think they need something. I, I think maybe this is ooh, you know, this is like a hot hot prospect here. Yeah. Um, Matt, uh, what do you think about the other people I got on the list? Would you put them up there? Well. I, I think, yeah, you have a pretty good list with Aleister Black, the Authors of Pain. I, and and I, I definitely want to see the New Day get broken up. That's the one I want you to touch on. Yeah. So uh, I had top five who should who would benefit would be individual members of New Day. So they're breaking up. Yeah. I, I think that would be a fun way to gamify this, um, this draft. If we're going to sit here and bullshit with each other and talk about, oh, no, it's a real sport. Um, and we're going to throw in combat sports and boxing. Uh, I guess, I don't know. Who gives a shit about boxing? Good God. Um, but we're going to throw, we're going to throw those two sports, uh, together with, with the WWE. Then yeah, make, make that draft, like put some stank on it, you know, have one, one side draft Big E, then the other side's like, oh, I need Kofi then. And then, you know, Xavier's, he'll go a few rounds later, but <laughs> yeah, to even but you know it, that'll be fun. That's 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 really entertaining to do it back to back too. Yeah, and kind uh, of see the new day members look at each other like, damn. Well, it'll be a, have have Xavier get drafted to NXT. It'll be a real new day. <laughs> that wasn't wow. that wasn't quite a shot, but it was kind of a shot. Um, no, I I just my my fear is that this was just another way for. Uh, the WWE to blow out the roster this Friday for Fox. Like, hey, look at everybody's here again. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like the Seths are going first. Uh, the Romans. Um, I mean, isn't that the who? Who are you taking first? Oh, uh, I, you know, it's probably gonna. I'd be shocked if it wasn't like Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. Um, you know, something cute about now the couple's on separate shows, or I don't, I don't know. It's like, it doesn't even matter anymore, because I, I thought we were making a point that uh, we want these guys to go on either show just so we can get ratings as high as possible. So this is such a weird, <laughs> such a weird stunt. Now they keep going back and forth on, you know, what to do with this, but Becky will be number one. Oh. Yeah, no, that's a really good pick. Um, well, I have another <laughs> list for you, because the the show's really getting long here, but just five people who should not be drafted. Um, I'm going to say <clears throat> uh, number five is probably New Day as a group. I think that this is this is a really great spot, to, especially with Kofi losing. Maybe this is a spot to break them up. Um, and I want to get your thoughts on these, Matt. I had Shane McMahon. Just just let's let's let the horse die. I mean, just let it die. It's over. Um, no, you shouldn't even mention it. What are you gross. doing? Becky Lynch. I put on the list. Uh, I thought it would be kind of a neat idea for her to kind of transcend shows. Um, I have current NXT and NXT UK roster members. I don't think we need to have another NXT person get called up. Um, 
especially since it looks like we're finally getting some, you know, matches out of Ricochet. Um, Alistair Black looks like he's finally on TV again. Authors of Pain. Pain. Authors of Pain are on TV. Um, Heavy Machinery is actually getting some momentum. Don't try to add another person. And Matt, number one, I think goes without saying, is The Fiend. That'll be pretty awkward if he if he has to come out and get drafted, or they just start mentioning it that way. I I hope they don't. <laughs> um, but no, that's 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 a great list. I just you know going back to what do I think is going to happen? Uh, the fiend to be the top pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I actually do think, like, the New Day, again, is, is just going to be the drafted together. The top tag team, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Sh- Maybe Shane I'm, McMahon will be a top five pick. Yep. <laughs> Maybe I you am being too think. negative, but... Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I think the best thing we can hope for is the New Day being broken up and then... Um, you know, the Fiend kind of just being ignored for that night. And I think the WWE isn't going to have a problem with that happening because uh, they're still probably pretty sour on uh, what was going on um, <laughs> last Sunday. But uh, no, no, no. I mean, the fact that they don't want to talk about it probably means they they are super proud and had a plan. I'm sorry. I'm I'm done. <laughs> Still, I'm still bitter about that. Uh, but I yeah, that, I mean, not not too much to throw in there because that that is that is a good list. I, I just you don't really want to add too much to this list because you're not going to throw Seth, you're not going to throw Roman, you're not going to throw champions. Which I would be that would be kind of lame if they came out and said champions can't be moved. Um, I think I think that if they're going to play this, let's play it with anything can happen. Um, and yeah, I think I think yeah, that's that's the long and short of it. The only I don't know. The only thing is, you know, they always do the obligatory. If the WWE champion gets drafted, then you know they're going to switch the Universal as well. I just think it would be kind of cool if Seth and Brock were both on SmackDown, and then Seth lost his title tomorrow night to the Fiend, <laughs> and he goes to Raw to kind of run the show over there. So then you can kind of keep those two, like let them rematch at Survivor Series, but you know keep them apart for a while or something like that but nothing like a little fantasy booking to close the show huh that's the way we do it so we roll <laughs> okay, man, you ready to ride off into the sunset i am a thousand percent ready um, i'm getting sleepy now this is a long day of uh i actually <laughs> started another and, yeah yeah i started another podcast today that uh doesn't fit our brand so i'm not going to talk about it but uh yeah, it's been i did a lot of driving i did about uh four hours of driving and Woo! then three hours of trying to get our live video to work. And, of course, there's all the work in between. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> all right, buddy. Uh, let's go ahead. I love when you close the show and let everyone know where they can find us because you're better at it than I am. Yeah, right, go to bodpodcast.com. <laughs> go to brothersadiscussion.com. I don't know why I talked into, uh, turned into a Chicago Bears fan. <laughs> but uh, check... <laughs> So here's the thing. I'm editing the Roderick Strong photo right now. So <laughs> you're editing your, your, you're editing yourself into it. What are you doing? Yeah. 
Uh, I, well, I'm, I'm making Are you a little our, spoon or big spoon? I'm, I'm making our photo for this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, um, but, yeah, uh, at BOD Podcast. And, of course, go to wherever you're listening to uh, the Brothers of Discussion and uh, subscribe, rate, and review. That's always going to help the show. And, of course, um, next week we will do our best to go live. Uh, you know, what's funny is we, we went ahead and said um, we're definitely going live next week. Next week's my birthday, and we already talked about trying to figure out a way to not go live next week but still put out a show. So I'm, I'm going to say we're going to try our best. Uh, but Matt already has plans because he has a baby. He has to get babysitters and stuff. So uh, bear with us. But yeah, if we, someone wants to babysit for Matt. No, oh, I've got gonna... a babysitter. That's why that's why plans are set. That's why there's no oh. <laughs> Matt Matt's not doing anything on Thursday. Matt's gonna have a babysitter and he's gonna have fun with his wife. Um oh, ho ho. <laughs> Sounds like uh, Matt's gonna have baby number two. Alright. Yep. And he's getting a brother. Um, <laughs> but yeah, bear with us. We'll we'll get this all figured out. Um, we'll probably have something that you can watch. Uh, our, our beautiful faces next week, but uh, might be a little tough to have that go live as well. But uh, yeah, you're doing all the right things. Following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, that's all I got. All right, man. And uh, as always, we're coming. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>